2: This is Rachel Goes Rogue.
3: Hey guys, it's Rachel Savannah Levis. We are back with another episode of Rachel Goes Rogue. Today, I'm super excited because I have a guest here who is going to give a little bit more insight on this Cartman Triangle. I have Susan Zinn, who is a trauma therapist. Welcome, Susan. Hi, Rachel.
4: Thanks so much for having me on the podcast.
3: Yes. Thank you for joining me. Of course. Are you familiar with Vanderpump Rules? Are you all caught up with watching the premiere? I am. I
4: really enjoyed watching it and also just hearing all your insights of just your feelings and thoughts and really just thank you so much for also really raising the awareness about mental health and how when we're talking about it and know we're getting a little further into the drama triangles that exist in relationship dynamics, but just that impact that can have on people's mental health. And I think that the premiere showed that so much of just that drain and really the anxiety. Um, And even some of the people sort of discussing, even sort of feeling traumatic, you know, that it was traumatic for them, including yourself. And, and all the work that you've done at Meadows has been really, uh, to illustrate the impact of sort of when these sort of dangerous dynamics can happen that are so unhealthy and group dynamics of what that can really do to people's mental health.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amazing. Okay. So I wanted to get deeper into that drama triangle. And could you tell us a little bit about each point of this triangle and how we get from one point to another?
4: Yeah. I, mean, I think the most important thing is to really understand that the drama triangle is a human survival tactic in high conflict group dynamics. So it was created by Stephen Cartman. So also that's why it's often referred to as the Cartman triangle to explain the dysfunctional social interactions and power games that exist in group dynamics that involve the role of the victim rescuer and perpetrator or offender and where one or more person can take multiple roles in those group dynamics. So the reason why this Cartman model is so important to discuss too, is because as human beings, we have two fundamental needs. We have the need to belong, and we have the need to feel loved. And so in high conflict situations where there's triangulation, can actually be an unconscious survival tactic used to needing to be right, being self-righteous or needing approval from others and not really taking any responsibilities for actions or feelings. And instead what that starts to create is codependency within group dynamics, and there's not self-reliance or regulation in the group. And that was really what happened last season for, for the group. So what that looks like and what I think everyone can relate to is that the victim takes on the poor me, you know, Mm -hmm. and, oh, I didn't do anything wrong and I need help and support. And there's a real helpless aspect to it. And then the perpetrator or offender is more about the blaming and criticizing the, the victim, rarely admitting that they were wrong. So there's a lot of gaslighting and confusion and even bullying. And then the rescuer, and sometimes it's also called the hero, feels guilty that they didn't step in and help to protect the victim. So later there's an overcorrection where they need to show everyone in the group dynamic that they were doing the right thing. And they were helping the victim to step in their power in some way. But really what ends up happening is that the victim doesn't have any ability to have agency and control that they're being overpowered by these sort of two different aspects and There is an unwillingness and an unawareness of how these each roles are sort of existing within the group dynamic.
3: Totally. Yeah. When I was in this group dynamic, I had no awareness of what was going on. And I didn't really know that there was terminology to put on the different roles that we were all playing in this dysfunctional friend group. And so I'm so happy that we can talk about it now. And I think it's so important to talk about it early on as we go into this season because this drama triangle can be applied to pretty much any movie or any TV show that you watch. It is what drives a storyline. It's what creates content for people to relate to, I guess, and um it's like entertaining in a way. So I just wanted to put this on the forefront so that the viewers watching Vanderpump Rules can begin to point out each person in the different role of this drama triangle and gain more of that clarity of like, what's, what's actually going on here.
4: I think that's so important because I think that oftentimes where relationship dynamics can be really confusing for people to try to understand, or to your point, they can be really exciting or, um, or dramatic for people to watch because they can't believe that people are sort of existing in this way. But this is not an uncommon dynamic that can happen in group dynamics. And that's why it is so important too. You just saw it and lived it and sort of an extreme version than other. And I think that's what made it so relatable to so many people is that they could Relate to the fact at one point that maybe they played the role of victim or offender or rescuer in some capacity. And the bottom line underneath all of this is a lack of understanding of self and also a lack of self regulation. So, given how toxic and stressful and overwhelming the dynamic that was happening within this group made it very difficult for people to really have a lot of agency to kind of sit back. And as you've talked about earlier, being the observer of what really happened for people to process their feelings, to be able to step back in and have real conversations, and instead everyone was too in their feelings and too rigid to really allow for there to be any sort of movement. And and so we just kind of kept seeing this sort of victim, offender, rescuer kind of happen within the friend dynamic.
3: Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll continue to see that throughout. I'm loving everything that you're giving us so far because it's um it it really is this new lens to view reality TV through because once we're aware of the dynamics that are going on through these relationships. Um, and how that perpetuates a a story and entertainment for the viewers, we can start to understand like, okay, I I can see how some of the people involved on the show know what their job is and they kind of play into that for the purpose of providing entertainment. But then also as some of the cast are playing into this drama There's other casts that are affected by it and are on the receiving end of that. And sometimes the emotions become so powerful that you're acting out of impulse and um, not really thinking things through. And I feel like that's the manipulation part of reality TV. I think you're speaking so much
4: to when people are feeling like they are not having agency or control And when they're wanting to feel part of something, so for them to feel outside of the group, we start to go into fight, flight or freeze, we really get a trauma response. So whether it's actually something that is a catastrophic event, or it's something small, like a group dynamic, or you feel like it should be something small, like a group dynamic, it feels the same in the body. And so when you're in it and you're sort of in an experience where you're being filmed and you're being followed around in this group situation where you all have the same experience and then to be pushed outside of it or to be uh, ganged up on with one person from the group or be separated in some way or some capacity, it's the same as actually feeling like you're in Nepal and the sub-Saharan region of Africa and you've got lions circling around you. You're really, you've got your blood flowing to your heart is pumping, you're feeling a stress response, you're in a high conflict sort of situation of feeling so unsafe. And Mm -hmm. so as a result of that in these situations, that's what really mimics for people where you see them in such distressed or overwhelmed over things that may not be in a different situation when they didn't have cameras on or a group dynamic that was sort of formed in this capacity feel so stressful. They may have had resources or other people in their community or family and friends to kind of support them through that process. But in this sort of insular way where this is the only, you either belong to this group or you're sort of pushed out can feel so overwhelming. And that's what you're really seeing play out. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that that oftentimes what makes people appear to be unstable or unwell or have mental health issues or high anxiety or panic, but it really is sort of that dynamic that's that's running that. Plus also then having all the social media or having people comment on your life and saying horrible things as if they know you and that can really cause people to feel this tremendous amount of isolation and shame and guilt and all kinds of feelings that it gets really, really complicated.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true.
4: Yeah.
1: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey,
0: everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call.
2: The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
3: I definitely felt like your alliances in this friend group is what kept you safe. And it is kind of like this. Um I don't know, like, I don't want to say mob mentality, but it it's definitely like we're here to voice our opinions on what you did and like bring that to the forefront. And so when you, you're at it alone, it just seems like you're not going to survive. And that's like part of the reason why I didn't go back because I knew that I wouldn't be welcomed back and it would put me in that position of feeling fight flight or freeze like having that extreme response and then once again only having Tom as the person that I could confide in and I could just see how bad of a situation that would be for me Um, especially as I'm trying to you know put my mental health first and like have some sort of stability and sanity in my life now.
4: And I think what you're also speaking to, which is also such a relatable experience for a lot of people is when you're in distress and you feel like you need support and you have a bond with someone that it actually can create a codependency where the feelings get so heightened in the relationship because it's you versus other. It creates this polarity. So this bond that happens And even there is kind of a further word where people use the word trauma bonding, which is when there is an abuse cycle that happens. I'm not saying that that was happening in this situation, but that's actually how that can easily happen in relationships where people are feeling like they're in such distress that they get bonded to people that are either unkind or abusive in certain regards. And it can be really dangerous. So your listeners, I think there are many people that have been through, unfortunately, situations like this, that you're really bringing the awareness of the need to sort of be able to take a step back, be more introspective, really thinking about what is my choice? What are my, what's my agency? What are my needs, wants, desires, and values? I call them your NWDVs because I like a little acronym, but what do you really want in your life and, and, and how do you want to feel every single day? because that's a choice that we can make every single day. But when we are in trauma or we're in distress or we're in high conflict situations, we can easily start to listen to voices of other people, especially if you feel like there's only one person. And then that voice starts to be kind of your voice and it gets very confusing where you start and they end and vice
3: versa. Does that make sense? So confusing. Yes, so confusing. It gets so confusing because it was like, I couldn't even think for myself. I I didn't know what I needed and what I wanted. And it felt so foggy. And as I was doing my trauma therapy and like distancing myself and following these boundaries that I was enforcing for myself, I could see more clearly, like I could literally feel this fog dissipating and like finally being able to think for myself. And so I... You know, I don't take it lightly, like the situations that the show really puts people in, like it is not an easy place to be. Yeah. And I think what you're speaking to, I think there's also
4: a layer that if this is helpful is when you're learning a new skill, you don't have it because you have to build a new neural network in your brain to kind of operate in a different way. And so when you first start to learn something new, it may look really reactive, or really kind of jarring to certain people because you're trying to learn the skill and you have to be really conscious. And then it's very kind of sudden or abrupt, or someone might say something that doesn't really come out quite smoothly or articulately because the fact is they're still dysregulated, feeling unsafe, trying to kind of operate in a new way of being, which is so new. It's, it's, and it's hard. And being conscious and aware of kind of creating those new neural networks is very hard work, but it's so worth it. And I can hear from earlier you speaking of just the work that you've done and really the importance that you're developing this relationship with yourself. And it sounds like even right now that you've been dating yourself and really getting to know who you are outside of a man or someone else. And that's a really empowering place for any woman or any person to really be in to really like yourself and love yourself because you're going to talk to yourself more than any other person in the entire planet for the rest of your life. You better really like who you're looking at in the mirror at the end of the day. Yeah, it's so true.
1: Trinity school of natural health can help you be part of the fast growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll
2: today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Centiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
0: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year
3: just to recap really quick there's three points of the drama triangle the victim the rescuer or martyr and the perpetrator or offender and is it true you could be two things at the same time absolutely you can actually even be
4: three you could cycle between various Uh ones based on sort of what the need is within Mm -hmm. the dynamic and again this is a survival tactic that exists within groups to stay belonging and to survive. It's completely unconscious. People are not doing this intentionally out of malice. They're usually just doing it because they are feeling so distressed or there's other aspects going on within the group that this is what they feel like it's life and death in order for them to be operating. But it is so common and and it is in everyday life that we sort of experiencing it. And the really important thing I wanna note is the group doesn't have to stay in this. Not all groups, once they get into these triangulations, is always gonna stay with these dynamics. The victim doesn't need to stay the victim. The perpetrator doesn't need to stay the perpetrator. The rescuer doesn't need to stay the rescuer. When people start to become aware of their patterning and the roles that they're playing, and they're consciously making different choices to set healthy boundaries, to correct those patterns, to articulate their feelings and emotions, to develop more sense of self, then we can start to create what's called like an empowerment dynamic where it shifts Mm -hmm. from being that drama triangle to an empowerment where there's really a lot of healing that can happen within the group. And so that can really look like where the victim becomes the creator of their lives where there's agency and control, where they feel that they are choosing the life that they wanna live. The perpetrator could even be creating and be thought of as more of where there's a challenge and within the group dynamic and that by them voicing their opinions and not being stuck on outcomes of their goals can really also shift that dynamic within the the group. And then also the rescuer can be a coach rather than enabling the victim to not allow them to take agency of their life. So every group dynamic has the ability to heal. Every group dynamic has the ability to go, work through conflicts and, and get on the other side of being healthier and happier. And But it's a choice the group has to make when there's consciousness and awareness. And mm-hmm. so you'll decide, I think that we're we'll all kind of wait to see whether or not you decide to go back to this group where there is an empowerment dynamic that shifted based on the work that you've done, because once one person changes within the group or many do the group can no longer exist as the way that it used to. Mm-hmm. And so that can be really exciting for a lot of people and hopeful because we're never stagnant. We're always growing and changing and becoming new yeah. versions of ourselves, but we've got to choose yeah. that.
3: Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. The victim becomes the creator, the, uh offender becomes the challenger, letting go of the outcomes, and the rescuer becomes the coach. I think that is so empowering and as I've been reflecting on my own role in this and knowing that like I'm starting my own podcast, and you know, I am kind of like dipping my toe back into the drama by commenting on what I'm seeing and my purpose for doing that isn't to just like be in the drama necessarily um the purpose for me like I identified myself as the rescuer in the way that i want to create a healthier environment for people watching reality tv i want to be a part of creating ethical reality tv and i think a part of that is educating people who are watching these shows about what we're actually consuming um and so i love how you said like the victim becomes the creator because i feel like by doing this podcast i have created something and i have a vision and so you know i'm t- i'm taking action as a coach and educating and this is obviously a challenge for me in so many different ways and I'm not stuck on outcomes. I'm doing my part and I'm learning to let go and whatever happens, happens. And there's such freedom in that.
4: I'm so excited for you. And I think the one advice I would give you is where we get stuck is we sixty 60,000 thoughts every single day. 80% of them are negative and 95 are repetitive. So when we get into these habits and behaviors, we have to really be conscious And the easiest and simplest way for us to make a conscious choice about becoming the creator of our lives or becoming the educator or helping people in a different way, understanding the importance of mental health and how we're actually showing up in order to have not only taking care of our physical bodies, but also our mental health as well, is by literally starting to focus on your heart and putting your hands on your heart. And speaking from that place, I think it can either be a protector if you're feeling a little uncomfortable or really reminding you that the heart beats before the brain. And so when you're actually operating from that place, you're never going to get it wrong because you're speaking from truth. You're speaking from kindness. You're speaking from your authentic self and your voice. And that's just going to vibrate through everything that you do. And that's so exciting. And I'm so happy for you to see that unfold for you and this growth because we have to remember on the other side of trauma or our suffering is always joy and that's the journey that you're on right now and I think you're taking everyone with you which is really exciting
3: yeah it is very exciting thank you for being a part of it as well
4: oh I'm it's my pleasure and I'll be championing you and can't wait to see what you're doing and if I can help you in any way know that I'm here thank you Susan.
2: Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you.